here we are. Here we are. The Dave and Crewers Show. Episode number one. The very first one. Officially. I'm Dave. I'm Dave, right here. Uh, and to my this right- This is Crewer. You can't see him, but to my right is Crewer. It's a better off thing if you don't see me. <laughs> um, so this is the first podcast, Bookworms. Bookworms. And Didn't talk about your favorite novels, yeah. We have a theme song. We're, we're big fans. We do have a theme <laughs> song. I'm a big fan of my own music. So, uh, yeah, here we are, two guys sitting in New Jersey. Just talking about things that we like, like Taylor Ham and other New Jersey foods. Well, you know, sometimes you go a little overboard with the Jersey stuff, in my opinion. I do. It's, I don't think that's possible. You do love Jersey. I do. I, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great thing. <laughs> You're that total Jersey guy who just has the Yankee score up on his computer as we're recording this podcast. I know. It's, isn't it weird that being a Yankees fan, a New York team, is a Jersey thing? Personally, I like to root for the New Jersey baseball team. The Jackals? <laughs> God, no. no. Not the Montclair team. So, uh, Ryan, mm. if you were to pick one thing about New Jersey to talk about, what would it be? Oh, Lord. Um, I mean, it's the... I, I tend to think New Jersey is just North Jersey, especially center of the galaxy. Uh, cradle of civilization. Birthplace of it all. Um, Garden of Eden. <laughs> the Garden State. Oh, there you go. Well, um, you know, we're so close to everything you could ever imagine. Disney World? Hop, hop skip, and jump away. I mean, I'm talking about any kind of food you want. Any kind of music you want to hear, any kind of art form, any kind of sports, you name it. Yeah, pretty food, much. Food. Food. Cuisine. Because <laughs> I love my food. I know. What did you, what'd you have for dinner tonight? Tonight, I went to a great restaurant called Taste of, Cus- uh, excuse me, Taste of Tuscany in Clifton, New Jersey. And I had a nice piece of pizza and a bowl of, I ordered a pasta fazool. But the guy said, oh, you mean pasta fagioli? And I said... Did he really correct you? Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, there's a big, uh, as far as I know, there's a big, you know, war uh, uh, on the Italian streets of how you actually pronounce that soup. But anyway, it's beans and pasta and a uh, light cream tomato sauce, and it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I had balsamic chicken. It was grilled all the way through. A little garlic, a little uh, balsamic oh. vinegar on it. No, you didn't cook that. No, no, that was someone else who cooked that for me. I don't have those skills. Speaking of, uh, you mentioned Taylor Ham before. I did. All I'm right. A big Taylor Ham fan. I if came prepared. You did? With what? With Taylor Ham. <laughs> Why don't you look at the plate when you go to pick it up? Because I feel like <laughs> I should have my head towards the mic. I don't, guess I can don't turn Don't move. Away. We have here some Taylor Ham. Now, if you are a North or Central. Jersey resident, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Some people call it pork roll. I disagree with pork? that title. I wouldn't eat anything called pork roll. No, it's like the roll of pork. Like, what's that? Like a fat roll? Just well, p- pork roll and Taylor ham. Well, I just say Taylor ham and pork roll is like um, Kleenex and tissues. It's it is a pork roll. Yeah, but it's the classier way of saying it. Just like. I'd much rather blow my snots into a Kleenex. <laughs> well, all right. 
I'm glad we're talking about this right before we eat some delicious Taylor ham. He so, actually did fry it up. Can you can you wave it in the microphone? Do you think it would hear it? Here we go. He did wave it. I don't hear any flapping ham. But well, we're gonna have to get used to this radio thing, Dave. They can't smell and they mean, can't see. I'm, I'm sorry. Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Podcast gold. Podcast. So Taylor ham is basically a if, if you get it in like a larger quantity, it's gonna be a, a big roll of pork. Um, you could buy. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Didn't they ever teach you in grammar school that when you define something, you don't use the word in the definition? <laughs> All right. Um, let me try that again. Okay. What color is it? All right. It's a delicious pink. Think of a light. <laughs> think of a light. <laughs> of the lightest part of a of bacon. Now Taylor yeah. ham. I I have done research on Taylor ham. Can't find what exactly. Like it's made out of what part of the pig gets thrown into this mess? The roll. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> right behind the bump. Right. <laughs> so, um, if you're thinking of what it tastes like, it's got like a tangy kind of sweet flavor. Tastes nothing like spam, even though it's like one of these congealed pork products. Doesn't it also have a, a Canadian bacon type look? It does, and when you cut, when you when you cook it, you have to slice the corners of the the round disc pork so it doesn't bubble up, and then the middle is raw and the edges are burnt, and and then it looks like a one of those things called pogs. Pogs. <laughs> play pogs. <laughs> slam slam down the pogs. <laughs> I never actually played that. But. No, no. I I my brother played pogs. All right. You know you could kept uh, collect your favorite celebrity. Well, here's what we're gonna do, Dave. What are we gonna do? I'm gonna cut you a piece of this Taylor ham. Here. I like here. That'll go great with the balsamic chicken. Yes. The one... We just had dinner, and here we go, eating pork products. Still warm. Still warm. This program is brought to you by Suzuki and their lineup of exciting, (laughs) fuel-efficient cars, trucks, and SUVs. All right, I got to close the Yankee score. (laughs) Well, I don't know if they want to hear you chewing. In fact, that's quite disgusting. That's the sound of pork roll. Taylor Ham. That was just Dave blinking. In my (laughs) (laughs) mouth. All right, and Dave, if you would, describe... It's 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 a little salty, um, chewy. Yeah, I'm supposed to be the writer here and be able to describe things. This would take mm. like eight drafts. It's so juicy. Juicy is a good word. Um, Basically, this is a commercial for Taylor Ham right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, if you were to come to New Jersey, there's one thing you have to get. You have well, to go to a bagel store. I mean, you have to say, I'll have Taylor Ham. A lot of people like some egg, some cheese with it. Taylor ham, egg, and cheese. I'm a just Taylor ham and mustard, my friend. Hmm. None of that cheese, none of that egg. Anyway, anyway, you get it. It's delicious. But you got to come to North or Central Jersey because if you go into South Jersey, you're not going to be able to get it because, you know, that's like past the Mason-Dixon line. South Jersey is like Philadelphia. I don't consider it a part of the state, my friend. I don't think it's part of the planet. <laughs> all, right. all right. Call out to all those people down in South Jersey. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we're just gonna make ourselves Dave laugh. Has the sound effect? I machine. have sound effects. It's it's a it's a laptop. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, other things about Taylor Ham. No, I know this is riveting. Uh, <laughs> I went to a deli. I go. I frequent a deli after work for lunch, and this deli has regulars. Yeah, people that show up that you know they say hi to the 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 man, yeah. the owner. And uh, I was in there this one time. This old guy walks in. He says, hi, hey, what's up? He had probably been in there three times already. It was a summer day. It was around 11 o'clock in the morning. He says, hi, 
I'm dead serious. Says, I want one slice of Taylor ham. <laughs> one slice. And the, the guy cutting it for him says, all right, do you want a roll cheese with that? No, I'll come back later for that. Come back later. Yeah. Did he put it in his back pocket? No, they wrapped it up for him. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. Put it on the little weigh machine. Wow. Well, you're making me hungry for another have piece. more Taylor ham. That story. There we go. Yeah, that's what I got. So, I went into a deli once. <laughs> Delis. That's another New Jersey thing. Delis. Uh, they yeah. Don't, they don't have those anywhere else. Really? I, don't, I guess I don't really think about it. Hmm. Do you think about that? Uh, yeah, no. I, uh, well, <laughs> but New Jersey, I mean, if you're going to continue with New Jersey and food, mm-hmm. New Jersey's got some pretty amazing delis. Hoboken. Yep. Hoboken. You know uh, what I'm talking about. I know. There's a place you get some, uh, you get a nice fresh made roll. Right? Isn't the roll fresh made? <laughs> I've obviously <laughs> never been there. I've only heard stories. You're talking about Fiori's? Fiori's. You've never been to Fiori's? No, I always go to the hot dog stand outside. That's why I want to go uh, for corned beef day. Well, they have homemade mutts, which, what, is, which you, is mozzarella for you, all non- the Midwesterners out there. <laughs> yes. And, well, uh, you know, they have different specialty sandwiches each day. And the Thursday and Saturday sandwich, greatest sandwich I've ever had. Roast beef, their homemade gravy, and fresh mozzarella on a long roll. And it is to die for. Now, I got I to gotta stop you right there. When you said greatest sandwich you've ever had, mm. how would you compare that to, say, I don't know, a fat sandwich down at Rutgers? All right. The fat sandwich, by the Apples way, is and not. oranges, my it, friend. It's not lard on a piece of bread. It's. <laughs> Go ahead and explain the fat cat, David. The fat cat. Uh, the fat Daryl was named, um, I believe, Maxim or FHM's number one sandwich in the mm. country. But the fat cat is the one I know. It's it's two cheeseburgers, French fries. Uh, if you want it on the rocks, that's with bacon as well. All on a hoagie roll. That's right. They put the French fries on the hoagie roll. Have Everything. you ever heard of such a thing? Well, I mean, they don't just have the fat Daryl and fat cat, David. In fact... There are, in fact, dozens of choices you can get. What is? How do you get a, a sandwich named after you? You have to. What, I, what's the, the lore on the that? The story I've heard is Daryl showed up seriously, just in the mood for chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, and whatever else is on it, and just said, "Can I?" Oh, French fries. And he said, "Can I have that on a sandwich?" And they said, "Yes." Now, there's a lot, a lot of different. Um, Urban legends, like you have to eat the same thing every day for about a month straight, or you have to eat like four in two hours. Yeah, that's what I heard. You have to eat a bunch of them in a in a time limit. Mm. When are we going to have the fat crewer? The fat crewer might come someday. Well, when your metabolism slows down. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> but uh, I'm a fan of the fat cocoa, which is, of course, everything on a hoagie. It's French fries, mozzarella sticks, uh, cheesesteak, and... Uh, Marinara sauce. I don't think there's enough on on a hoagie roll. All on a ho- hoagie. I mean, then there's <laughs> versions with eggs and uh, yeah, breakfast versions. Probably meat. Taylor ham. Taylor ham, definitely lamb meat. I've never yeah. had a lamb the meat. Fat Can I have another piece a... of Taylor ham? Sure. Here you go. <laughs> it's gotten sticky now. That makes it even better. Oh yeah. There you go. And it, and and I, it's like hot dogs where you don't you know it's pre cooked. I think when you get it, so you could eat it raw out of the packet. Taylor ham. Yeah, you're not talking We're going about back to Taylor. All now. right, good, good to know. But um, what else? Culinary, culinary uh, escapades. Well, in you know, New Jersey. Molto, Molto Mario. Yeah, he's a New Jersey boy. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's a Rutgers, Rutgers boy. Rutgers boy. I'm that see, that's where I went to college. That's where I um learned my love of fast food, among other things. Yeah. No, yeah. that was when you were in sixth grade. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you know, puns like that are what's gonna keep you going here on the Dave and Kruer show. Um Podcast Gold. <laughs> so <clears throat> anyway, we were talking about New Jersey, which we're both from. Yes. And uh, I guess we should let the the listeners out there know, get to know us a little bit. Why don't we interview each other real quick? All right, we're going to interview each other. Yeah. Why don't you interview me first? Yeah. Why? Because then you have to make up the questions. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Dave. Crewer. Uh, the audience wants to know, what is your profession? Wow. Um, I have two. I'm a teacher. An eighth grade teacher. Mm, great year. And a crime novelist. What is that? A wine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a fine wine. I am a crime novelist. I've written two novels, um, When One Man Dies and The Evil That Men Do, um, which I think my, my writing of crime novels has spurred the topic of today's show, Bookworms. Bookworms. But um, going to talk <laughs> about your favorite novels. novels. I don't yeah. sing. Speaking of, you, you now hear Ryan's voice. Singing, Kruer's voice. Yes, Kruer is my last name. Yeah. I like using my last name. I've been called it since I was, as far as I remember. I, I mean, kindergarten kids were calling me Kruer, and I, I like, I like the the use of the last name because it's kind of like a title, you know. There's, how many yeah. Daves are there? Uh, millions. Yeah, I'm Kruer. How many of them are there? Like thirty-seven. Like, you have like a full house, <laughs> and they're all in Germany. <laughs> yeah, true. So, um, what about you? What is your profession, Kruer? I am a band teacher. I teach fourth and fifth grade band, Dave. A hey, great year. I teach them. <laughs> yeah, this is 67. <laughs> uh, yeah, I teach kids how to play instruments. I'm a musician myself, and I, uh, you know, I perform here and there on trumpet, all kinds of music, and I uh, like to write music, and I'm just, uh, you know, it's my days, music. Your days are music. What are your nights? <laughs> my nights are uh, lying in bed watching Lifetime. Really? What's, what, what? Lifetime? See, Dave's got to be on more with I gotta these. I got to learn. Oh. There we go. There's a little delay. I got to get used to he's that. He's got these sound effects in front of him. He's not using them to his advantage. What's your favorite? Favorite of the Lifetime movies? Oh, that would have to be um, Mayor, uh, Mary Watson's uh, Last Dance. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a Tom Petty song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sort of. Well, I'm pretty sure the Lifetime movie came first. Oh, all right. Good they are groundbreakers. Groundbreaking. So, but I, I I do play the trumpet, Dave. Do you? Yeah, and I, I you know I get by, I get work. I uh, been playing it for well over twenty years now. Street corners in New York, nah. open open case outside Yankee Stadium. Yeah, City Field. Never. Yet. <laughs> Hasn't gotten to that point yet. But uh, Dave, next yeah. interview question. Okay. Did you not play trumpet yourself? That's a loaded question. <laughs> well, I gave you the answer. Yeah, at one point, I mean, you did say, did you not play trumpet? I would say I held a trumpet. <laughs> I uh, I played uh, from fourth grade to uh, senior year of high school. 
12th grade. I think you got you got pretty good. Dave and I have known each other a very long time. Since 8th grade. 6th grade? 7th grade. Yeah. <laughs> so I just I just I just did the parentheses. Yeah, thank you. But um but when's the last time you think you played trumpet? Uh and this is probably if people are listening and know Dave from his his authorship, then they might not know you played trumpet. Yeah, no. Um actually if they are um very enthusiastic about me, they would see because there is a picture of me and the last time I played trumpet on my old website. Hmm. I believe it's jacksondunn.4t. Well, Dave.com. Not 40, 4t. There's gonna, a picture of me on Thanksgiving playing the trumpet. Ah, okay. What Thanksgiving in what year? I don't know. One of those reunion things. How do you think your chops are right now? Because, Dave, no. I got a surprise for you. <laughs> I, had a, I have a trumpet here for you. You have a trumpet here? Wow, did you lead me into this? Is this, is this going to hurt? This is my old trumpet. Don't play into the mic. Does it it will kill them. Now, don't play it. Hold on. Okay. We're going to have okay. a competition here. <laughs> what are we going to do next? A writing competition? <laughs> yes, we are, if you'd like. But I don't think that would be quite as entertaining no, for the audience because then all they hear is... <laughs> yeah, and we know you didn't like the sound of the uh, keyboard tapping. <laughs> yes. I, so, think, I think these valves need oiling. No, the valves are perfect, Dave. It's I, set up perfectly for you. Take the trumpet he has is a little beat up, but just know that the perfect the trumpet is in perfect working condition, and what you're about to hear it's is a Dave little, White that, playing. Is this the one that you ran over? No. Uh, that, okay. that horn was a little flat. Wait, do it. Gotta be quicker oh, oh, with that. I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, uh, I was at a recording studio. I left. I had my, uh, my 1988 Chevy Caprice wagon. Leaned my trumpet on the side of the, the, the wagon. Backed up. Ran over the trumpet. And uh, yeah, that trumpet is no longer with me. So, Dave, I have my trumpet here. I'm going to play a tune. Good God. I and hope our listeners play haven't made it this far. <laughs> All right. All Think right. about the tune you want to play. I recommend, like, oh, I have a book for you, actually. I was thinking you could read the music Holy if you didn't smokes, know any songs. you sandbagged me. Here we go. Oh, Jingle Bells would be good for you, maybe. Jingle Bells. Right. Why? Because everybody remember, knows what it sounds like. The lyrics are on there, too, no in case you want to know No wonder you asked me if I remember the fingerings. All right, yeah. Well, I didn't want you to make a, a total asshead here. <laughs> no, you did. You did. <laughs> All right, I'm going to play a tune first. Ready? All right, ready. And so on. Okay. Wow. Wow. All Instantly right. recognizable. Yeah. I'm, I'm really uncomfortable right now. I mean, that's just to set up for you, audience. Uh, that's just to set up what a trumpet should sort of sound like. Okay, right. Dave. All right. Jingle bells. Jingle. Want me to count you off? It's been a no, while. I think I can handle it. Look at how you even hold that thing. Am I holding I'm going right to count wrong? you off, Dave. Wait, Ready? Right, right or wrong, man. My- <laughs> you just look like a fool. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you. He's, 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 I can't explain it, people. He's just like, all right. One, two, three, four. <laughs> hey. Yeah. 
Hey, wonderful, Dave. That was that's that's about as good as I sounded. Let's no, try one no, more. No, we're not trying one more. That's enough. Come on. No. Yeah. No. Here. Look at the. No. What? All right. We're gonna we're gonna go a little moderately more slow. Here. Right here. Eleven. Eleven. You you'll know this one, folks. Hopefully. <laughs> Ready? I don't know. One, two, three. <laughs> you you know what? You're pretty good. Yeah, for for a fourth grader. <laughs> no, no, you you remember more than I thought. Yeah, I re- oh oh, I remember things. Hmm. Yeah, can you play any of the old marching band songs though? Ah, ah, uh, of course. <laughs> all right, all right. Impressive. Your turn. No. All right, all right. All right let's throw no, because you could do this to me for an hour and a half, and I don't think we have that kind of time. I just like listening to your your polished trumpet sound. That was rounded. So, uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about ourselves. Um, I'm sure more will come out in the future. Um, we, we have lots of friends who would like to check in at some point uh, in the future of this podcast. So that's us. That's Dave and Kruer. Kruer. Get it right. <laughs> All right, we're here with Sarah Weinman, uh, mystery blogger for Confessions of an Idiosyncratic Mind and book columnist for the LA Times. Her online column is called Dark Passages, correct? Correct. Okay, Sarah, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Having fun. Um, so you're originally from Canada, correct? I, yes, I am. Can, can you tell us a little bit about Canada? Because right now my image of Canada, it's been so long, it's a barren wasteland. I'm actually going to be going back to Canada later this month for uh, my oldest and best friend's wedding, as I'm going to be a bridesmaid. But let's get back to the uh, business at hand, which is Canada. Um, contrary to popular belief, I have never seen an, I- an I- igloo. <laughs> I have seen frozen rivers. Okay. Where I grew up in Ottawa, you could actually skate to work. Because wait, I'm sorry. Now, wait, skate to work? Yeah. That's awesome. People skate to work because... The Rideau Canal, uh, which is one of the major um, bodies of water around Ottawa, mm-hmm. freezes over, and if it gets the right consistency, people would, like, take their skates and park their car somewhere and take the skates and go directly to work. Because pretty much everybody in Ottawa works for the government. It used to be that they worked in high-tech, but then, you know, that boat sailed a long time ago and right. bust and all that. So it's pretty much the government. Uh-huh. Uh, what else can I tell you about Canada? That's amazing. In the summertime, it gets, it gets really hot. Okay. Uh, just like it does in New York <laughs> or New Jersey. Right. Um, there are tulips that come out in May. There is a... Uh, I mean, I'm just talking about Ottawa. Right, um, of course. Montreal, Montreal's a different kettle of fish. Yeah, they speak French there. It's, yeah, they <laughs> pretty much do, and they have signs, and the signs mostly have to be in French if there, there's, like, a ratio of if there aren't... Um, enough French and they get fine. Really? In 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 Montreal that's how it is? In most of Quebec, yeah. Uh, I've only been I've only been to Montreal once. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> we won't talk about that. 
Right. <laughs> what happened in Montreal stays in Montreal. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so let's see. Where, what else can I tell you about Canada? Um, the, the money's different. There are a lot more coins. Have, um, There's a lot more coins. Like you walk around and you jingle. I hate that. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever jingled, but certainly uh, the, po- the pockets. Uh, it feels a lot heavier because there's just, there's just more coins you have to hold in your pocket. Do they have Canadian coin stars and stuff like that? You know, oh, to God. yeah. Well, they have loonies and toonies. Those are really <laughs> funny sounding. That is. Um, well, first they invented the loonie, which was. 1987, so god damn, it's 22 years old now, Wow! and they're like gold colored, and they have, you know, loons on them, hence they were called the loony. And then when they came up with the $2 coin, it was somehow the name Toonie stuck, even though it sounded stupid. <laughs> and there have been long-standing rumors that there were going to be a $5 coin, but as to the best of my knowledge, those have all been shot down. Okay. Okay, what else can I tell you about Canada? Well, um, they have a parliamentary system, because Canada, unlike the United States, you know, break away from Britain with, like, Revolutionary War and all that. Instead, they just sort of quietly declared that they would become a country in 1867. This is probably while, while no one was looking. Just kind of waved, like, oh, hey! Yeah, something like that. Just gonna let you know. But, um, alright, well, well, when did you move to New York? I first moved to New York in early August 2001. Mm-hmm. So I was here right before 9-11. Okay, how come you, what, what, what made you decide to, to leave the, the barren skating wastelands of, of Canada? <laughs> um, I got into graduate school. I went to John Jay College for Criminal Justice, where I pursued a master's of forensic science. And unlike the vast majority of my classmates, to the best of my knowledge, I actually graduated and got the degree. Oh. And unlike the vast majority of my classmates, I didn't really do much with that degree. <laughs> well, I think that's what happens to a lot of people. But um, what were some of the the big adjustments to move into the big city? Um, let's see. Having to no, I wouldn't say having to get a social security card was a big adjustment. Mm. Um, what else? The, the the amount I had to pay for rent that was a big adjustment. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I think the apartment I went to I went to um, college in Montreal, and I think that the amount of rent for the entire two bedroom apartment me and my then roommate shared was less than the share of uh, the apartment that I had at the time, let oh, alone wow. now. Uh-huh. So, but of course, the irony is I've become so accustomed to New York rental prices that now I think, oh my God, it was so astonishingly low in Canada. What's <laughs> going on here? So my sense, my sense of money and finance is completely warped as a result. Right. Other adjustments. Um, what about so, what about something like like crossing the street? Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. You hit upon one of my major problems, which is that. Um, I get into a, like a intersection, and a car comes, and I think, ooh, doesn't that car look interesting? And instead of like walking forward, I start staring at the car, and whoever I'm with usually has to like drag my arm forcibly, and so I can cross the street. Or if I'm not, if I'm not with anybody, either I step back or I move forward, and hilarity ensues. It's it's very. I'm very lucky I haven't been killed. Yeah, I think that was that was one of the most frightening things that has ever happened since I've met you. It was watching you. Try to cross the street and thinking, my God, my only tour guide through New York is going to flatten, get flattened, or flatten me. Well, hey, you know, everybody has to have a strange weakness. I guess that's mine. Yeah, you know. You know, it's, it's what makes me uh, quirky or interesting or right. whatever adjective you want to use. <laughs> um, all right, which do you like better, Canada or New York? Uh, it's a hard, hard, hard thing to say. What I say is that I'm a, I love New York. I'm a New Yorker, but I'm 
Okay. So I'm gonna cop out and say both. Uh, all right, but you consider yourself a New Yorker now. Yeah, I do. Okay. I think I've, a, I've lived here long enough, and B, I think I was a New Yorker even before I moved here. I only got a couple more. Um, what's the the most interesting thing you you learned out of uh, some of your forensic studies? Um, that it's not like TV, and <laughs> that uh, well, I mean, I think everybody learned that in the first week. What actually amazed me is how. If I had been a forensic scientist, I think I would have had a lot of life lessons in how to do really good work with a really crappy budget. Because at John Jay, the budget for equipment at the time, I don't know what it's like circa 2009, but certainly to circa 2001, um, the equipment we were using, some of it dated back to the 50s and 60s. Oh, wow. So if you could get actually good experiments and uh, experiments you could repeat a number of times and the data, the data would stay the same, mm-hmm. then... This is a really good life lesson for if you're going into the lab and let's say the budget got cut or you're not going to get the uh, requisition that you wanted. So you have to learn, do as much as you can with less, which actually is a good life lesson in general. Probably. Now, you, you, uh, were you also shocked to learn that you couldn't get DNA results in about 10 minutes? That didn't shock me, but I guess it should have <laughs> because, you know, clearly I had my expectations set up. Yeah. Well, um, that also uh, uh, came up came to the forefront when I was doing my thesis research, which I did in London, and having to, you know, replicate results and make sure that things were actually working and it would take weeks, and it's like, oh yeah, that's why it takes so long for the <laughs> results to come in. Right. So you have to make sure that the people who actually do it are, are good and competent in their jobs. Of course. Um, and one last thing, I know you're a big Shell Silverstein fan. That I am. Right, and one of the things I was surprised to learn, and I learned this from you, was that he was he wasn't just you know a light in the attic and and that guy he also wrote music what what can you what can you tell us yeah i mean shell was really quite the renaissance man he he cut his teeth well first of all he was in the army doing cartoons and stuff and when he became a civilian he took his cartoons to the offices of playboy in chicago which is where he was born and raised and lived for a lot of his life and hugh hefner liked what he saw and brought mm-hmm. him on board and thereafter began about a 40-year affiliation with the magazine. So it would be like a foreign correspondent going all over the world drawing cartoons with his, and his photographer friend Larry Moyer would take pictures often with like naked women or scantily clad women. And Good like. for He also started like writing songs and he did a whole bunch of albums. One of my favorites is Freaking at the Freakers Ball, which came out in 72 because it was actually like studio produced and hit the billboard charts. Really? And it, like, yeah, I think at like 155, it topped out. It didn't exactly do well. But yeah. they did actually like market. I have one of the one sheet ads of, you know, announcing that this album had just come out, which is hysterical because, like, it's so foul mouthed and so strange and <laughs> he's, funny. He's kind of Lenny Bruce, Hunter S. Thompson, like, of music. I don't know if I'd go that far. It's just that he was, he was a very odd duck in, in the best possible way. Huh. So, I mean, he did all sorts of things. He wrote plays. Uh, even at the end of his life, he wrote a, a few mystery stories that Otto Penzler published in several anthologies. Oh. So he would, he would uh, hang out at the mysterious bookshop, from what I understand. Interesting. Very, very interesting. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's really all we have. We ju- we're just, you know, trying to start up some quick interviews here. But uh, awesome. thank you for being, start. yeah, thank you for being our first guest on the Dave and Kruger Show. Um, <laughs> My pleasure. We've had a very musical and, and international kind of uh, show so far. 
you've uh, you helped out with that. So, all right. Very glad, glad to hear. I'm yeah. Looking forward to a future guest on the David Career Show. Oh, I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll be uh, legendary. It's a little tough to say, but get used to it. All right. Hey, Thanks a lot. What the hell are you doing in my house? <laughs> Thank you very much. Sam. Hey, get out of here. Hey, not a problem. It was fun. <laughs> See you later. What's going on here? Okay. Bye. Bye. I'm going back to Canada. I've got to go and catch my breath. Oh, will you run beside me until I have nothing left? You've gone and cut your hair since last we met It suits you well, your purpose too I wish that I could run like you Well, maybe I can learn in Canada So Dave, before we were talking about music yeah, we were. We were. You sandbagged me completely. Well, no, what's really bad is that I think people are going to actually think that that was planned. No, and actually, I'll be honest, it didn't go quite as well as I thought it was going to go because you remembered too much about the trumpet. I thought it was, this was just going to be terrible. I mean, it was terrible, but it wasn't terrible. <laughs> I have a little bit of um, trumpet OCD. I find myself um, <laughs> fingering yes. things. Fingering, fingering, not things, fingering trumpet, uh, trumpet um, sounds. <laughs> Songs, keys. What are they called? They are called valves. Valves. Trumpet valves. And the songs from high school and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, you played a lot of trumpet. (laughs) I did. Most improved senior year. I don't think I've ever asked you this, but what is your favorite band? You really never asked me what my favorite band is? I have a guess. It's Pearl Jam. That was going to be my my guess. I I also have a fond remembrance of Fleetwood Mac. Ah, Fleetwood Mac. You turned me on to Fleetwood Mac, my friend. I did, and then what happened? Well, the chain will keep us together. You know? Yeah. Can you hear me calling? What's your name? Is that a Stevie Nicks? No, it's the other one. Christy McVie. Yes. Is that how you say her name? I don't know. Yeah. No, they had some good stuff. They were uh, huge back in the day. Yeah. And Stevie Nicks is huge now. (laughs) Just a little different. (laughs) Uh, I'm starting to get the hang of it. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, L- Lindsey Buckingham is a genius, though. Yeah, he does like to finger pick. <laughs> you and these finger jokes. <laughs> Fingerling potatoes. All right. What? I don't know. So, wait, wait, wait. What was that? Fingerling potatoes? You're looking good. Come on. Move, move along. Let's do this one. All right. <laughs> Got the dust bunnies rolling down the street. Well, um, as you know, Dave, my favorite band is uh, Beach Boys. Were they a band or were they a acapella group? <laughs> they were greatest American band ever. What about, um, I don't know, Pearl Jam? <laughs> Wait, what? You mean, uh, why wouldn't you just take like a band that was original instead of a band that, like, you know, stole stuff from Nirvana? Just kidding! I really don't know enough about the subject to be. Yeah, able let's to say let's that. not get into this because we're both All gonna right. be confused and Wikipediaing, and you can't trust them. <laughs> well, I probably read that on Wikipedia. Um, but I I, I do love classical music, being a musician and every, and everything. Uh, Would you like world music? Do you like classical gas? 
<laughs> Great song. Can you I, sing it for us? No, I can't. I okay. don't recall it. I don't, Do you? No. Hmm. Uh, give us a call if you know the theme to Classical How are they going to call us? Oh, that's They right. can email us, however, at uh, Dave and Crewer Show nice. at Yahoo.com. Dave and Crewer Show at Yahoo.com? They can email us at Dave and Crewer Show at Yahoo.com. Electronic Yahoo. mail. Mail of the future. I know. This is podcasts and email. Well, going back to music, Dave. Uh, we're back on that. We're back on that. On our bookworm show. Transition. Okay. I was reading the other day about something to do with North Korean music. North Korea, huge in the news right now. Very big. Hot spot. I'd, I'd say so. Our dear leader. <laughs> our dear leader. More about him later. But but <laughs> let me just tell you. Hey, what? what was that? <laughs> let me just tell you what I wrote. More about him later. The dear leader. Oh, okay. Let me tell you what what I read about a woman in North Korea. This Where happened did you read many this? years Where ago. Where did you read this? Well, I read, uh, I don't know, someplace on the internet. Oh, okay. Somewhere. All right. So, in North Korea, obviously, terrible human rights. No, they, terrible senses of humor as well. <laughs> well, you don't truly know that. They might be over there smiling and having a great time. It might be a blast. Yeah, but we'll never know. We'll never see it. Um, but, uh, this woman a couple years ago sang a South Korean song at a Christmas party. Her neighbors tattled on her to the government. Before you even say anything, do you think she knew it was a South Korean song? Perhaps she was sitting there and her friends were like, do you remember back in 12th grade when you used to sing South Korean songs and completely sandbagged her? <laughs> yes. It was all conspiracy from the beginning. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I know. Who does that? No, maybe she was just drunk on some kind of North Korean libation and... and or any libation. Into, yeah. No, they don't have any libations there except How for much, North Korean. Did you... Oh, okay. okay. I know a lot about North Korea. All right. I, I'm trusting I've been there. You. You've been to North Korea. More on that later, too. Oh, boy. Uh, it's not exactly true. But anyway, this woman, she got three years in jail, and then she was exiled. So this was all because she sang a, a song from South Korea, which is outlawed there, as is rock and rock and roll, any form of music that's not. See, this is the picture you're painting is what what North Korea well, seems like. Just very windy. Yeah. And, and this. <laughs> well, then this, you got a good picture. Yeah. But 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 the um the. If they, if it's not North Korean music, which is like this highly orchestrated, let me give you two names of North Korea tunes. North Korea or nothing. One, this is a pop song <clears throat> from North Korea. It's called "This Is We like, Shall Hold Bayonets More Firmly." I think that would hurt. I think Taylor Swift did a cover. <laughs> and <laughs> and the here one I'm more sorry. song because this sorry, is my, that was funny. This is my favorite right here. It's the Joy of Bumper Harvest. Overflows amidst song of mechanization. 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 Now yeah. let me ask you, what time key do you think that song is in? <laughs> wow. Yeah. What time signature? I'm not sure. What time key? <laughs> Don't get all specific on me. Time signature. Shh. All right. Settle down there, baby. Anyway, any music, any foreign music is called jazz. It's considered barbaric. Because it lacks melody. Really? Yeah. It lacks melody. Yeah. Most. All right. 
Um, Jingle Bells. Of course, the, the most famous North Korean composer is our dear leader, Kim Jong-il. Really? You know what the most <clears throat> famous movie director in North Korea is? Our dear leader. You know the most famous fill in the blank with any single thing ever is? Our dear leader. Yes. Now, let me ask you something. I, I, I was doing research as well. Now, there is can, perhaps you can um, fill me in on this, the difference, because there's our dear leader. Kim Jong-il. And our great leader. Isn't there a great leader? Uh, his father, Kil, Kim Il-sung, right? I, I believe that's correct. Yeah. Is they he the great leader? He's the great leader. Okay. Tell us about the years in North Korea. Well, yes. Kim Il-sung, uh, years after he passed, North Korea decided to start Year number one over on their calendars with the birth of Kim Il-sung. So right now, I don't know how you pronounce it, like Jusha or something. Jusha one. Right now, they're about Jusha. They're in Jusha. Let me do this correct. Or was it the year he passed? No, it was the year he was born because in 2012, 2012, (laughs) it is the 100th anniversary of his birth. Ah, Which frightens me a little bit because I was reading and that was when... Dear leader, Kim Jong-il, yes. was planning on passing along the torch of leadership to brilliant comrade, his ah, son, brilliant his youngest comrade. son, who is now brilliant comrade. Huh. Huh. Um, but that year 2012, the fact that they want to do it in 2012, when the Mayan calendar and all that stuff ends, scares the heck out of me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of speculation about that. Now, do you think in 2012... Kim Jong-il will still be wearing Kazal frames from 1983. <laughs> <laughs> I, Women's frames. I don't know. He's I, crazy. He is crazy. I just, he, he, how crazy he is. The things that come out about him, it just baffles I mean, me. Like he, you know, they're building myths around dear leader, great leader. He's deified in the schools. Yeah, I know. I, um, if you go on, and and Ryan Kruer found this. Uh, get it right. Kruer found this. He went on the North Korea News Agency website ah. and was doing research on Dear Leader and found many stories of myth building between Kim Jong Suk and uh, Kim Jong Il. Yeah. The North Korea News Agency is the, of course, the government-run news agency. You know there's freedom of press there. <laughs> yeah, completely. Let's hear. Let's okay. hear a little bit. Let's go with advice to an old man, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. And this is directly from directly from the North Korea News Agency on a spring day of Yusha 44, which is 1955, when the construction of the... The Ongnam Irrigation Project was near completion. President Kim Il-sung had the car stopped on the side of a crop field of a Mm. rural village to acquaint himself with the preparations for farming in the Yold Sam Chali Plain. What did great great leader do then? Then he found an old man absorbed in sowing some seed, and Mm. not in the dirty way. He was literally (laughs) sowing seed. (laughs) Going up to him, the president asked him gently what he was sowing. Mm-hmm. The old man asked, answered, it was foxtail millet, which I just read as foxtail mullet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Smiling. Mullets are in style, I hear now are they in North back? Korea. Yeah, well, along with Kim Jong-il's glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and his pompadour hair. Go on. 
Smiling, the president asked. I'm sorry, smiling, the president said, why didn't he turn the land into a paddy field where water was expected before the rice transplanting season? Mm. The old man, frankly, unbosomed himself, saying, he unbosomed himself. What am I reading? (laughs) It's like soft core. I think they just soft core myth building. I think they just went to Alta Vista and did like a terrible translation. (laughs) The Babel. I'm sorry, a terrible what? Translation. Oh, okay. Yes, there is an L in that word. Move on. (laughs) Move on. The old man frankly unbosomed himself. He frankly unbosomed. Go on. Did he do it slowly? (laughs) Uh, Saying he would do so, working all night through if he could see water flowing there. But he was not sure he would see water so soon. Hmm. Never minding his words, the president turned to the officials accompanying him and said his words hinted how much he had suffered from the lack of water. Mm. So compassionate. Mm. Uh, This is a news story? This is a news story. (laughs) Then he told the old man the water would come, certainly in more or less half a month. Because Kim Il-sung, like, you know, he knows these things. I know. He's, well, maybe he's got, like, a broken arm and he can, he can sense the weather. (laughs) All right. Storms are coming. Yeah. Um, or he thinks he's God. Move on. <laughs> told him to burn, boldly burn, to boldly turn the land into a paddy field and make preparations to grow rice. Deeply huh. touched by the words of the president, the old man said he would not fail to make it a paddy field. <laughs> After the president left, and this is my favorite part, the old man kept to his words, kept to his words with confidence. Yeah. Irrigation water flowed into the field soon, and heavy ears of rice dropped on the stalks in the former foxtail millet plot. Yeah. Looking at the stack of rice in the yard, the old man recollected with deep thanks. Deep thanks. Deep thanks, great leader. Deep thanks, sowing seed, unbosoming. Here's the ironic thing. All right. Now, that that, that was 1955, and they just put this up the other day. This was in, uh, this was June, June 13th. No. I don't know. Recently. It was in May. It says May right at the front. May. Yes. But they, uh, <coughs> they, maybe they went through the, um, you know what they left the stacks out? at the North Korean library, found some old stories. You know what they left out no. here? And I don't know everything about this, but, but, but our great leader did this with a lot of fields that were fields for seeds and whatnot. And, um, this he is liked actually, his rice. Yeah. He loved the rice, but you know, that was the, like the major problem with why they had all the economic, uh, disaster there is that the, the landscaping in korea is north korea is not good for rice patties so basically that's why they're all starving over there thanks a lot great leader yes that's we got a couple I, more I don't know. we got plenty more they're all from the north korea news agency website you can find them hmm. um yeah it's my favorite site <laughs> that's a little frightening <laughs> here this is my i'll just read the title of this article Souvenir picture, which was not taken. Hmm. Huh. Perhaps you could summarize that one so we don't read it all the way through. Basically, uh, Kim Jong-il was was going around sightseeing Mount Kual, and uh, he stopped near a construction site, and I think the uh, he, you know he smiled a generous smile of understanding. Can we stop? What exactly <laughs> is a generous smile? <laughs> I don't like, know. Is it like he kind of smirks usually and then he saw these people and he smiled big or he like gave them a smile like here have a smile <laughs> I don't know I guess it was just a toothy grin of invitation hmm. of of hmm. of what 
So, um, you know, the, the workers at this construction site wanted a picture. So he smiled a generous smile of understanding and said that it was not a good idea when the resort was in the thick of construction and it would come again after the completion of the project and have a souvenir picture taken. The officials were choked with emotion at his words full of oh. warmth. See, they were choked full of emotion. We had audio. At his full, uh, his words of full warm love for the toiling soldier builders who thought before anyone else. No, I didn't mess that sentence up. That's exactly the grammar that they use. So yeah, take definitely AltaVista translation, Google translation, one of those things. But Kim Jong Il, um, he's like he's the man. He's the yeah, didn't he have like a stroke or something recently? He did. But this is a guy who's had a full life. He he he's directed over ten operas and musicals and written many. He's oh he's directed many many films. He's he you know the first time shooting golf he shot a uh, uh, thirty eight under par with several <laughs> holes in one several holes in ones. <laughs> Look it up. This, he, these are all facts. I'm telling you. Yeah, I I am uh, impressed. Uh, Kim Jong-il, biography, printed it out right here. Kim Jong-il is an American no, hard it, rock it, guitarist and vocalist from Detroit, Michigan. He originally gained fame as the lead guitarist of the Amboy Dukes. He is also noted for his vocal conservative political views and his ardent defense of hunting sorry, conservation, unrestricted gun ownership, and anti-drug alcohol abuse activism. Are you sure it's not Ted Nugent? Oh, look at that. Did you really print out Ted Nugent's biography and use it for <laughs> Dear Leader? Uh. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, <clears throat> anyway, Dave, I've prepared a little... Um... No, I didn't prepare anything. I got this off the North Korean news agency site. <laughs> now, let me ask you something. Um, as as this is our first episode, you, you've... You may not have prepared stuff, but I've heard you've done research at the di- little different times and different eras. I certainly did. You, you have scenes, maybe? Dave, I'd like to play you something right now. What are you going to call it? Well, do we have a title for this little bit? And here it is. was foretold by a magical swallow. When Deer Leader finally arrived, a double rainbow appeared over the mountain, and a new star formed in the heavens. Hey everybody, it's me, Crazy Kim Jong-il. He's the wacky dictator, you know there's no one greater, and if you tell him otherwise, he'll gladly take up both your eyes. <laughs> He's world-renowned and loves clowning around. He closes his best friend plutonium. He's a certified loony, embarrassingly puny, but don't forget about him or else you'll lose your favorite limb. Ow! Everyone is starving and the country's broke. Still, you better giggle if you tell a joke. If possible, he's crazy, or is his last stroke? It's our dealer! Our 
Dear leaders, supreme greatness was seen when he was but a boy, on walks with his father. Great leader, he would wrestle and kill monstrous dragons in the dark forest. But father, in picture book I found this is called a puppy. No, Kim Jong-il. This is a mighty dragon because I say it is a mighty dragon. Will I be able to reinvent simple facts like you one day, father? The world will be your playground, son. And you will be its bully. He also had many, many great friends who were drawn to his magnanimous spirit and joined him on super adventures. So what do you want to do today, Jung-sil? <coughs> what? I can't hear you. Speak up. <coughs> oh, oh, you want to be fed to these Siberian tigers? Well, that sounds like a fantastic idea. <laughs> <laughs> When he grew into a young man, he succeeded flawlessly in school, scoring the highest marks ever in all subjects. But young master, you have not done any work the entire year, and you decapitated three students with your protractor. How can I possibly pass you? Teacher, my father will be very disappointed if I fail. Plus, if you don't pass me, I'll have your family hung, gassed, and burned alive while I watch! <laughs> when he began dressing like an 84-year-old woman, the young ladies flocked to dear leader. His elevator shoes, oversized Kazal frames, and hairstyled modeled after the taint of a silverback gorilla brought him lovers beyond compare. Yo, who wants a piece of Kim Jong-un? 1994 was the awesome year when our dear leader became chairman of the National Defense Commission, supreme commander of the Korean People's Army, and general secretary of the Workers' Party of Korea. Ooh. Ah, Elizabeth Taylor. Why are you so perfectly amazing? I wish I could be like you. I wish I could look like you. I wish I could be you. I will be you. I will skin you and wear your face. Oh, look at me. I'm Elizabeth Taylor. I'm so pretty. Dear leader, I, I, I am sorry to interrupt. Please forgive me, but your father has ascended to his rightful throne as great leader of the universe. North Korea is now yours alone. Ah, sh Thank you for the news. Goodbye. <laughs> Now, where was I? While his achievements are in the thousands, Dear Leader is known for being a, quote, internet expert. My World of Warcraft Undead Rogue has the most epic gear of all! I'll pwn you all! He is the world's greatest golfer, scoring a 34 on his first round, which included 11 holes in one. Four! Oh, another hole in one. Isn't that white, right, gentlemen? Yes, yes dear, dear leader. leader. 
As an avid Hollywood movie fan, Dear Leader has a collection of over 20,000 movies and has written a book on cinema and directing. That's right. I wrote it. Can someone close that door? He also has a flair for elaborately staged musicals. Here's an excerpt from his famed production, Genius General Jamboree, starring our country's greatest actor, Kim Jong-il. Wouldn't you like to join me in my little slave camp? Think of it as a vacation, you'll get a tan. Hard labor in the daytime and electric shock at night. You'll want to die, but hey, actually you might. How would you like to join me in my little slave camp? Look at my face directly and you'll go straight there. Don't forget there are soldiers with machine guns in this room. Now clap for me or else you'll meet your doom. Great leader still rules the world and is shown respect by the world's greatest nations. The rulers of Iran, Venezuela, and Cuba all think he is a top-notch guy with a heart of gold and a smile of sheer mental instability. His youngest son has just officially been named Brilliant Comrade. One day he will rule from Pyongyang, but until that day, our dear leader will continue to light the way for our supreme nation. And you will all serve me as the peasants you are. Why? Because I'm a super megalomaniac and the zaniest guy you know. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was some pretty uh, investigative reporting there. <laughs> He's a wacky guy. Yeah. Um we're running short on time. Dave, I want to ask you. Yeah. Cuz this is our first podcast ever. Episode 1. Uh how do you think it was? The podcast menace. <laughs> I'm asking you to critique us I'm gonna at the end of our first show. At the end of the first show. I think we got through some rough patches. I think there's some memorable moments, some laughs to be had. To your shed. I My think, face is red, but hey, we'll get there. Yeah, I think that we I need, actually, I don't know if you heard this. I actually, you said, I said episode one, the podcast menace. I just needed to repeat that. <laughs> ah, uh, that is good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. You know, you know Dave is going to make a uh, sound effect happen whenever you hear. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I got to learn how to use the, all right, let's try it. Let's, oh. Did you did it click? No, no well, yes, but it, it was better. All right, we'll get there. It's, yeah. it's hey, we're working out the kinks. You Episode need, one. I feel like we're forgetting. You something. need to you need to load more things on there because you only have six sound effects right now. I know. I think uh, did we go through all of them? You you want to test them out? Just see what they are. They're only about. All right, hold on. Twenty seconds. Let me uh here. Don't play yet. Okay. Ready? Um. You want those peas? Do you? You want those canned peas? Oh, podcast, baby. Podcast, baby. All right, you got four more. Yeah, five uh, more. All right, ready? Ready. Can I do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That audience was a little slow on the yeah, uptake. They don't, they don't quite get the joke. Um, yeah, let me try to control right. this. All right, you try it. All right, you got the next one. 
the butler. It was him all along. Oh. Wacky mm. butler. All right. We got another one here. Uh, okay. Bringing it back to the beginning. You eat too much Taylor ham, and eventually you'll hear. That's that just, sounds like a European siren. All right. You, well, maybe they'll... they'll I don't have Taylor ham in England. Export it. Probably just have pork butter. roll. Yeah, they have <laughs> pork, pork roll a- and butter sandwiches. Oh. Everything has butter mm-hmm. over there. Yeah. Mutton and butter. Ham and butter. Yeah. I feel like we're... Forgetting something? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we got two more. All right. Uh, what do you say for this one? We, which one are we going with? This one or this one? Do the last one. All right. Okay. Sarah's Canada. Hmm. Baron. <laughs> and the final one, just end it with this cute little thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Uh, oh, podcast baby. He has six. Podcast baby. Six. The bane of my existence. I'm a fan of podcast baby. It brings a lot to the show. Yeah, we gotta... I'll give podcast baby a call. We'll set up a little session. You gonna... <laughs> okay. All you need is a crib and a boom mic and let him go. He's genius. Yeah, we'll get some more. Well, so, David's getting near that like, time. I feel like we're forgetting something. Uh, right. I don't quite know what you're talking about. All right. Well, I guess well, we'll have to end it. We'll figure it out. We got next week. Yeah. I also wanted to mention that some of the music provided tonight was from Mevio's Music Alley. It's a pod safe network, a really great site. You could check it out at music.mevio.com. And more specifically, the tune you heard was Gordon Scott's Canada. So we're going to put that on our blog site as well. It's a great site. I want it. Thank everybody listening for joining us on our very first show. This is a, a landmark occasion. Yes. This is the, the Dave and Kruer show. Dave, throw the email address at him one more time. All right. Time. One more time. If you want to email us, it's at Dave and Kruer show at yahoo.com. Dave let, and Kruer show at yahoo.com. All lowercase letters. Let us know what you want to hear on this wacky show. It's very wacky. All right, guys. Have a good week. Thanks a lot. See you later. Oh, I remembered what we forgot. Huh? We forgot to talk about books. Oh, my goodness. Show's done. Gonna close it out with different lyrics. Yeah. We're gonna talk about everything.